Um, for this morning, I will carry on with looking at the characters in the Bible. Uh, last time we looked at Peter's life and we learned a lot. Today, we're going to be looking at Mary, mother of Jesus' life. And I'm sure we have a lot and lot to learn uh, for, from, from her today. An amazing woman, an amazing story. Um, and, uh, you know, just was thinking while preparing this, um, you know, as humans, we sometimes look in other people's lives and, you know, trying to compare each other's, a bit of envy, you know, and uh, it came to my mind sometimes we're like telescopes, you know, watching, looking, especially in the news where we know about other people's lives and we're comparing with them and become, you know, maybe sometimes um, we want to be like them and so on. So let's this morning, as we sang that song, let's be more like microscopes, right? And let's look in our lives and see what God wants us to change, what God wants to bring out uh, for his glory. And as a church, as a fellowship, we know we're going through some you know, more challenging times, looking for a new ministers. But you know, let's not forget that Jesus is our shepherd. We are following him. We are following him, and if we're following him, we don't have to wait for anything to just listen to his word, to transform ourselves based on his word. And, um, you know, the Bible says, where there are two or three gathered in my name, I am there, present with them. So let's acknowledge Jesus' presence today, this morning, in our midst, as we heard uh, from Julie, through the Holy Spirit, he's here with us. He knows us. He loves us. Each and everyone, no matter our background, no matter where we're coming from, we are all in his presence this morning. And uh, let's prepare our heart, because very often we hear this question, you know, what the church has to um, provide me with? You know, how can a church bless me? What can a church um, give? What can I get from it? You know, is that our human sort of um, attitude sometimes? But this morning, let's think of ourselves. What can we bring to the fellowship? How can we be a blessing for, for the fellowship? How can we be a blessing for the Lord? And looking at Mary's mother of Jesus' life, that's the theme come, coming out of her life. Uh, she understood that it, was, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And this is our like, motto for this morning. She understood it is more blessed to give than to receive. And she gave her life to, to God, and God could do wonderful things um, in her life. So who is Mary? Mary, Miriam, Maria, you know, lots of uh, names in different languages. Looking at her amazing life, what can we learn? So first, we are introduced to Mary as a virgin, engaged or betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. Her engagement to a respected member in the society at that time was vital. So life for women at that time, you know, they, they have very few rights or no rights. And marriage was kind of a bit of freedom and uh, was um, a bit of degree of liberty and dignity at that time. And that engagement was... Uh, binding, absolutely binding, uh, the scholarship are saying, you know, that you will be engaged for one year and you can only break that relationship through, through a divorce. So she was engaged with Joseph. And I have three readers uh, for this morning. 
If you all want to come up here and uh, let's read, let's read a few uh, verses in the scripture just to introduce ourselves ourselves in the in the background, and uh, we can read from Luke chapter one, twenty six thirty eight. I think, uh, yeah, that, that's my first reader. Thank you very much. And then Luke chapter 139 and Luke chapter 146. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Thank you very much. And the next scripture, Luke chapter 1, 38. Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 45, Mary visits Elizabeth. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she explained, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is that child that you will bear. But why am I so favoured? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in the womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Amen. Thank you. And the last scripture, thank you. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Thank you very much. Amazing words there in the scripture about Mary, a wonderful, wonderful woman 
that God selected to, to bring about the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. So what do we learn from Mary? And uh, I have a couple of points for us just to meditate and think about for our lives as well. So first of all, Mary is obeying God's will. She had her own plans. She had a future. She, she had everything sorted. But then God stepped in and said, no, 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 I have something else for you. And in Luke, we just read, Mary said, may your word be fulfilled. May your word be fulfilled in my life. And uh, thinking back of the Christmas story, you know, uh, today we celebrate with nice reindeers, very happy, smiley faces, sparkling Christmas trees and so on, joyful songs. But for Mary, it wasn't like that. For Mary, it was quite tiring. It was quite a change. She was scared. She was frightened. She was, you know, sweaty and all that. Just because she chose to obey God's will in her life and to fulfill the greatest prophecy in the Bible. The greatest prophecy in the Bible, the first reference to a savior for humanity once people uh, fell in Genesis chapter 3, verses 15, we find that prophecy. It says, and I will put enemy between you and the woman, God uh, was saying to the evil one, and between your offspring and hers and her seed. He will crush your head, speaking here of the Messiah. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. This amazing prophecy made like thousands of years before was fulfilled in Mary's life by bringing about the savior of the world for us. And um, God guided her and God continued to guide us. But an important concept, an important principle, if God if we want God to, to guide our lives, is that we have to keep moving. You know, he is the, he is the, the rotor. You know, a sheep has a rotor. I think I'm saying this correctly. But he can't steer a sheep who's standing. We need to move. We need to take action as Mary did. She said, may your word be fulfilled in my life. And when we say that as individuals, as a church, God can steer us. But if we stay and do nothing... We can't be, we can't be uh, guided by God. So Mary, we learn from her, she obeyed regardless of the outcomes and consequences in her life. And you know, there is a saying, behind a strong man, there is a strong mother. And some, some funny, funny saying that sometimes kids used to tell me when I, you know, just uh, some little bullies, they used to say, you have a face that only your mother can love, you know. Mothers love us no matter what. Mother loves us, you know, with, with all their hearts. So that, that was Mary. God chose Mary for her wonderful character, for she was ready to obey and listen. So that's the first lesson for us. The second one is that Mary believed God. She had faith. And we sometimes forget about how important faith is for our life. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 45, we read, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. When the angel spoke to her, she didn't laugh like, like uh, other people in the, in the, in the Bible. Uh, she didn't question like Zechariah, you know, uh, Elizabeth's husband. She just believed what, what God said to her. 
She had faith. And there is no partnership with God without faith. So let's remember that this morning. What we learn uh, from Mary is that she believed when everything seemed unbelievable. Right? It's difficult to believe, you know, uh, uh, giving birth from a virgin. Another prophecy in the scripture. But um, someone said, you know, if you believe the first verses in the scripture that God created the world, that God created everything we see in Hebrew, it says, chapter 11, it says, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So how is our faith today? How is our faith today? Mary believed the word of God, and she acted upon, upon, upon it. So blessed are those who believe. Blessed are us who believe. You know, when Jesus said to Thomas, when she, he doubted about his resurrection, and Jesus tells him, you know, you sow and you believe, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed in me. So those people are us today. How is it our faith today? And there is a question that Jesus asks the world today. It says in Luke chapter 18, verse 8, when he speaks about God's judgment, he says there, However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This is the question, like Shakespeare, to be or not to be. Will he find faith on earth? Will Jesus find faith in our hearts when he comes? That is the question. And um, it says here in Luke chapter 2 that we read, No word of God will ever fail, says the angel. No word of God will ever fail. So let's believe in God's word. And as I was saying, if you believe the first verses in the scripture, then believing in this miracle of a, of a virgin bringing about the Messiah, that's easy to believe. If we believe there is a God who created the universe, he can do any miracle. So let us pray today, Lord, give us a faith like Mary. Give us a faith in our hearts, because by faith we are saved. By faith we will be in God's presence. The third point this morning for us to meditate is that it's a simple one, but so important. Mary, although she went through all that challenging time, those uh, difficult circumstances, she never seems to complain. She never seems to complain. Although she was going through like life-threatening events, at that time, if you know, people were thinking that she committed adultery, right, she could have been punished by death penalty. So she was going through very difficult times. And I'm sure people, you know, talk behind her back, uh, you know, forsake her friendship. In general, you know, people don't want to have anything to do with her. Perhaps that's why she went to visit Elizabeth for a long period of time. You know, she maybe was an outcast in that society at that time. But she took all in. And she never seems to complain. So 
you know, she could have said, how can I raise a baby? I don't have money. I don't have a home. Mary wanted a quiet, peaceful wedding, quiet, peaceful life, you know, never to be in the spotlight. And then God appeared. And that's what happens in our life sometimes. When God comes in, maybe our comfort goes away for a while. You know, our um, life doesn't go as we planned sometimes. And let's be honest. If we think now in our life in the past, how many times we were unhappy with how God, you know, worked out some things in our life, didn't answer our prayers. For example, you, maybe you prayed for a job, you didn't get the job, but then later in life you said, actually, I'm so happy where I am now, you know. If we look in our lives, I'm sure we can find moments where we are upset with God. He didn't answer. He didn't do as we planned. But then when you look carefully, we see God's hand, God's guidance. So let's learn today. Let's not complain about little minor things in our lives, you know. We want, you know, we want God to answer to our prayers and sometimes we just want the blessings, Mary understood the blessing, understood God's plan, but she also accepted the pain. She also accepted the challenge. So that's another lesson for us today. Number four, looking at Mary's life, she wanted to serve the Lord with all her heart. With all her heart. In Luke chapter 138, she says, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. Can we say that today to Lord? Mary wanted to, she she understood, you know, she was blessed by being selected, by being um, called in God's plan. But she also wanted to be a blessing for the world. She understood, you know, the calling and she accepted it. She understood that word I was saying at the beginning. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And this principle applies in all segments of our life if we understand it. I mean, some people, you know, go into marriage thinking, you know, how the other person can bless me? How can I be blessed? You know, what he or she can offer? But if we take this principle from Jesus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Give, offer. Ask yourself, how can I be a blessing for my spouse, for my house, for my family, for my friends, for my neighbors. And if we want to be happy, that's the secret. Try and give. Try and be a blessing. Pray to be a blessing for people around you. And that's how happiness comes in our lives. And let's think of it. If we knew, have a friend in hospital with some bad news, and it just makes you think, If you know you have one year to live, how would you prioritize your life? How would I prioritize my life? If I know I have six months to live, how would I prioritize my tasks, my things to do? If I know I have a month to live? You see, the smaller the time, the shorter the time, the things we think are important and are stressing us out and make us angry and makes us upset, becoming so unimportant on that scale. So let's spend some time and think, dear Lord, what is really important for me? And looking at Mary, she was willing to serve the Lord with all her heart. And Job, you know, in 
in, in um, chapter 1, 21, you know the book of Job, he summarizes it so well. He says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Because with the Lord, we are winning anyway. And you know when Jesus says, don't be afraid of people who can torture you, who can kill your body, but can do anything about your soul. On contrary, he said, be afraid of the one who can, you know, kill the body and the soul and uh, put it in, in hell and so on. So why worry so much about things that don't really matter? What can we do then? Let us all pray to be like Mary and trust our life fully in the Lord and let him accomplish his work in our lives. Mary did not think of other people were thinking about her. And this is sometimes the most difficult thing for us. You know, we try to please everyone. We try to impress everyone. But let's not do that. If, if it's something we learned this morning, let's learn this. Don't worry about what people are saying about you when you're following the Lord, when you're serving the Lord. You know, let's be a blessing and happily follow the Lord. The five point this morning, the fifth point this morning, Mary understands God's plan in her life and she wants to fulfill that plan. We read in Luke chapter 146, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Mary didn't want glory for herself. She understood her role in God's plan. So she gave glory back to God. Let's do the same. The angel was also a messenger. He didn't took the glory. God was in the center of everything. And Jesus, the Messiah, was the purpose of everything that happened there. She would have been the last person who wanted to take the focus from God and the Son of God uh, away from that. She wanted all the glory to be on God. So, can we all say today, dear Lord, fulfill your will, your word in my life. Fulfill your word, your will in our lives. Reveal yourself to us so we can follow you, so we can trust you. And Mary was honored by Jesus. In his last moments on the cross, he took time to look after his mother. In um, John 19, verse 26, Jesus on the cross looking in the crowd, seeing Mary, her mother, he said to her, woman, behold your son. Turning to John, he said, behold your mother. Jesus honored his mother on the cross. You know, in your last moment of life, where do you draw, uh, focus your attention? So by doing that, Jesus showed us how much he honored Mary <clears throat> for what she did for him and for us. Even in that excruciating moment, Jesus took time to respect his mother. So when we put ourselves in God's hands, God will honor us. He never, he never stays without blessing people who are following him. Let's remember that. And the last point, and then we can quickly think of some conclusions, is that Mary 
left the impossible in God's hands. If we learn this lesson, how good it is. So when she, you know, she found the, the words of God, the plan of God for her, she was about to lose Joseph, her future husband. She was about to lose everything. How could she ever convince Joseph that it was a miracle from God? She could never do that. We could never change someone else's mind. We could never change our sons' and daughters' hearts. We could never change our spouse's hearts. So let's leave the impossible in God's hands. And that's what Mary did. And God took care of everything. God revealed himself through an angel to Joseph. And he said in Matthew 1, chapter 19, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid, afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. God took care of the impossible for Mary. So let's remember today, if there are things that are bothering us, things that we cannot change, people that we cannot change, let's leave that in God's hands. Amen? And he will take care of us. So what Mary did, she gave glory to God. She listened to God. She obeyed. She put herself... Uh, in, in service for God. So let's pray and do the same. Let's pray and take action. Do we believe God is in control of this church? Yes, amen. Do we believe God is working in your life? Do we believe God is working in our lives? Yes, amen. Do you trust Lord that he loves you and he forgave you? Yes, amen. Do you believe in all your heart that, you know, if the world ends up for us tomorrow. Will we be in the presence of the Lord? Yes, amen. And if we're struggling with that thought, let's spend some time in prayer after the service. If you feel like you need prayer, we can spend some time there at that table. And let's pray for each other. Let's pray for that um, secure faith, for that belief, for that promise that if we believe we follow God, we are in his hands. And just a few more conclusions from Mary. She was the only person who was present at Jesus' birth, at his death, but she also testified his resurrection. The only person. Imagine the pain she had when she saw her son crucified and dying. There is no pain, greater pain for a parent to attend the funeral for, for, for his um, sons or daughters. And the last verse in the Bible about Mary, we found it in Acts chapter 1, verses 14. We see her among the disciples, following Jesus, testifying about his resurrection. It says in here, they all joined together, constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So the good news, Mary, I think she was there when Jesus was lifted up to heavens. She finally found peace. And from this moment on, she wanted all the glory, all the attention towards Jesus, her son, God's son, who saved the world through the, through the cross. She didn't want the glory for herself. That's why from now on, we're not going to hear about Mary. But what a wonderful story. What a wonderful inspiration. So let's thank God for Mary's life. Let's thank God for the work he's done in her life. And let's put ourselves in his hand and trust him and believe him. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you want prayer, let's spend some time to pray 
Don't leave this place if you feel insecure, if you feel you need some prayer. Amen. God bless us all. Thank you.